you're coming at me with a relic on your fucking dome today, dude. <laughs> like, I am shot yeah. back into space and time with that Unis Honest beanie that you've got you, on uh, your head. You going back to old old 2020 oh man whoa and and like when you it was so when we're our program that we're in it it blurs parts of you in the background and it blurred it for the longest time when you first showed up and i was just like what does it say it's auto censoring yeah it just says and now i once it cleared away i was like whoa um, but there it is. I'm glad you still have a piece that didn't completely explode in your <laughs> washing yeah. machine. I have two. I have two, actually. The Camp mm-hmm. Unis Honest died a long time ago. Yeah, mine blew up. Dead. Well, I guess it's still Camp Unis Honest, but it was, um, I, I got a, a t-shirt. It's the Skeleton Hands. And ah. It says, always remember yeah, yeah. the body system. Yeah, yeah. But I got it in like a, a 45X. And it's the nice. biggest thing, and it's That's so awesome. comfortable. And it's, like, faded. You can tell that I loved it, and every time mm. it comes through the wash, I just immediately strip off whatever I'm wearing so I can put that on. Yeah. Um, awesome. Oh, I still got my last podcast. I'm just repping fucking merch today. Dude. You are. You're just a merch fiend, man. Look at you go. <laughs> you should check out our merch if you'd like. <laughs> uh, links in the description. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Honestly, Queen of Segways. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh so here we are again. Um I got a I got a tummy virus. You got a tummy virus, and I'm sorry for that because that is in my opinion, the worst of it. Like that's just about the that's about the worst thing that can happen to me. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like sick, sick. It's just like it's enough to piss you off, is what it is. Mm. Uh, but it's 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 gross. It's listen. Whenever you get a stomach bug, you're reminded of how human you are. It it and takes you down to your most primal, uh, primal level. It's awful. I think about it all the time. It was my last bout was January 2020. It all started. It, I started 2020 with that. That's the last time I've been sick. And like, what a marker. Like, that's my that's my like first pin in in, in the, the spectrum here, because there is going to be an end pin. Of course, there is you can't not get sick forever. But like, what a hard fucking cut off that one was. And Unless I and it's me throwing up because i will never throw up again for the i'm impressed by that and i don't want that streak to end i don't want that streak to end never um but i dude it's it's horrible i hate it i've only had two stomach bugs in my entire life always only upper half and up i'm always mm. giving it back uh good for the you mouth. yeah good um, for you and i'm gonna let time, you guess which one based on what i just said hey that's okay we're we're opposite in that way bro and and you know what that's how we continue to balance each other in this <laughs> podcast world that we have created and <laughs> i've only had two i had one the night before i was supposed to walk the stage to graduate college i remember that I was you so and hunter sick. were both sick we were both sick that was the first time everybody sick met hunter uh and we had my graduation party that night everybody came and it was in this beautiful little place and it was great and i had to go to bed at like eight o'clock i was like oh i'm so sorry i am a dead corpse and uh that was number one and then number two in 2020 and both times i just remember thinking at like 4 a.m when you're in the thick of it like i i could die i could die right now 
I'd, it'd be fine. Yeah, I always turn into like, I always turn into like you know uh, a character from. The, did you ever see the Painted Veil? The movie that Netflix, sounds that's veil. like tickling something deep in the brain, but at the same time, I can't place it. I don't know. I don't know if I have. Then I will say nothing further. But I just there. I just sometimes whenever I get a, a tummy issue, I'm just like this is it. It's the fucking cholera. It's coming for me. Oh, I know the one you're talking about. I think I know the one you're talking about because it's the movie about cholera. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really sad. It's so sad. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Well, luckily, you're not gonna, you don't have cholera. No, I don't. I don't think that I have cholera this time. Uh, Yeah. We'll see. I'm sure it's still coming for me. One day, I will probably... <laughs> Color has just got your number. It just... It's coming for you, I just know it's, I know it's gonna happen. One day, I'm gonna call you and just be like, it, it fucking... It happened. It, it fucking happened, man. What? It happened. I got my Pedialyte. Uh, but all of this is... <laughs> all of this is to say I am under the weather. My topic's mm. a little short. All, although topical. Uh, and, uh, I'm going to try my best to just not look like shit for the camera here, but my eyes are just, your eyes are tiny. They're super tiny and they're super close, but you know, I got to say your skin is very dewy. So if nothing else, thanks. it's the grease from not feeling good. Whatever it takes, bro. But your cheeks have a a lovely, a lovely glow to them. So at least, (laughs) you know, know that, take that and run with it. Um, I've got uh, kind of a long topic for you today. Okay. Okay. That good. is a bit beefy and it's going to require some basic arithmetic that I probably <laughs> fucked up, but it's going to be, you get the point across is, okay. is what we need to do today. Uh, I'm talking to you today. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you, could you guess? No, but I'm very, I'm very, I'm wondering because yesterday you told me, you said you were like, I'm so concerned we're talking about the same thing. And ever since you said that, I was like, Why? What could it be? What are you talking about? Because mine is also topical. It's a little bit early, but I'm talking to you today about leap year and leap day and why oh. we have them and what they're for and the long history of tinkering that has gotten us to this point. Tinkering. Yeah. Um, leap year is one of those things that, frankly pisses me off a little bit i'm gonna change um, your mind on that today i i sure hope so because yeah. to me it feels a lot like daylight saving t- daylight saving yeah. times i understand it serves a purpose which i guess daylight serving serving okay? time, dude how great is that dude someone please create daylight serving time and it could be serving daylight of your choice whether you're fucking time? serving cunt and you're like given like a look but like it's daylight serving time and you just yes. serve it at that yes. time of day drop everything it, and just serve it. <laughs> That's what from now on, instead of instead of participating in setting clocks to a certain time, I will serve vicious cunt all day long. That's all. Oh, excellent. Uh, <laughs> what a season. Uh, uh, wow. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> and I think we figured out um, that we have a live on Leap Day. Is that true? Yeah. We're going to do a Patreon live on Leap Day. These will be posted in the uh, in the coven, uh, the live dates for Patreon. That's five dollars and up for that. But we are we're going to do a live at 630 CST 
on uh, Leap Day. 29th. I think it's a Thursday, but I don't remember. Uh, it's whatever the 29th is. We're going to be doing a thing on it. People born on Leap Day. Uh-huh. That's a thing. Uh, it It is a thing. Mm. And they have some cute nicknames. Adorable. I'm so excited to hear about it. Now, he, before we officially get into it, uh, I, for, I, I usually make a note of who goes first. I actually think it's me. Um, here's, here's, some back, here's some background scenes for you guys watching this on the video. Uh, last time we did Rose Hips and Wednesday. So yeah, I will go first. I'll get my little, uh, I'll uh, talk tummy aches at you. I'm sure. Before you peter yeah. out in energy, you can go ahead yeah. and. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. it all out. Yeah, it's good. Otherwise, it'll just be like me. Like I gotta, I gotta fucking go. I, <laughs> I gotta leave. I gotta get out of here. Um, <laughs> and and most importantly, we have our Patreon shout out segment. Mm. Many blessings to you, our Patreon, Aaron O. Okay. Okay. I, I, there was I didn't build up a lot to that one. As okay, I, yeah, I, I it, kind of, it, it, I'm it happened to me. But this yeah. is the Aaron O three syllables. That's not too bad. I can I can work with three syllables. One day there's going to be like a seven syllable like a. Full there one. has been one before. I don't remember what it was, but you threw one at me one time that I feel like made my eyes go two completely different directions, and you knew <laughs> too. You like said it, and you were yeah. like, "Yeah, do something with this one, bitch." Um, yeah, uh, let me, I'm struggling today. I actually thought of one earlier. I was like, I planned this out and I thought of one and it's like, Ooh, that's going to be a good one. And I don't remember. You need to keep like a running dock and be like two syllables, three syllables, four yeah, syllables. Yeah. And just have some good songs. Like- Ooh, but one just popped in my head though. Um, okay. Let me see where I can, let me see where I can stick it. Mm. Stick it somewhere. This is my favorite part is watching you okay. silently go through the song. Kind of like head. tap the syllables out in my head. Okay, here yeah. we go. Here we go. Well, I know it's hair. Wait, hold on. Fucked up. Well, I know it's Aaron O. I hope I didn't wake you. But what I gotta say can't wait. I know you'd understand. I love Jim Croce. I uh, I spent the weekend sleeping with space heaters, dude. And I am, oh. I'm going to be doing a lot of throat clearing today. My throat is so dry. So just okay. know you video watchers are going to see me like cough a lot. And we're yeah, really I'm selling the value of the video stream option yeah. that yeah. you have through Patreon. You get to see it's my just, sick ass. Yeah, our bodily functions. Throat. Yeah, lots of that. But I can Watery, already feel like I already eyes. feel like I sound like a lawnmower. Like I'm 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 scratchier than normal. So there that is. But I do nothing about it. Cool Unasana's hat. Check that out if you haven't seen it in a minute. <laughs> Uh, All right, bro, lay it on me. Talk to me about okay. what to do with a sore tummy tum. Yes. All right. So first and foremost, that was a really projectile yawn. I'm sorry. That one really came out of nowhere. <clears throat> first and foremost, <laughs> I want to say that uh, I am a papered and a paid dude paying, do paying member of the tummy ache gang and uh, okay. always 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 have been always have been just just 
get that tummy ache, stomach through it, roll on. So just wanted to throw some representation out for the tummy ache girls. Listen, who invented okay. the tummy ache? Who invented the stomach ache? Mm, Satan. Uh, Is that right? History for you. Yeah. Yeah. So the stomach, it's often associated with the zodiac sign cancer. And it's ruled by the celestial body, the moon. I thought you were going to throw actual lore at me as to Satan being somehow responsible oh, no. in lore. No, because it's I feel like fact. Satan's usually no a pretty cute, cool guy. There's no cute, uh, there's no, there's nothing cute here. I'm wow. telling you, it's straight from the anus of the devil himself. A tummy ache. Okay. Um, the moon. Okay, so... The tummy being associated with cancer and uh, the moon makes sense to me because, like, I feel so many of my feelings in my stomach. And oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, every fe- it will it will get me there in one way or another, whether it's like, oh, my tummy's tightening or like, oh, I feel like I'm going to fucking yak or whatever. Right. So it makes sense. And and plus so many things emotionally can manifest in your stomach. You know, when you're like really super worried about something for a long time, it can make you ill. It can make you tummy ill. Uh, so it just makes sense to me. Uh, so the moon is, is associated with nurturing emotions, intuition, all the things that we associate with our gut. You know, trust your gut, trust your intuition. Mm. Uh, nurturing how you know we like to nurture people by feeding them and making them delicious teas and shit uh but when you have uh, a tummy ache and this is just i just want to clarify when i say tummy ache i am not talking about cholera or dysentery <laughs> or anything yeah. if you are sick sour sick, go stomach to the, go to the doctor yeah i'm talking about the you're fine kind of tummy ache but uh, it does fuck you up. It will mess. It will mess up your emotional well being. Okay, and I got to here. Here's I got a bullet point list of the ways that it'll screw you up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this whole episode is just me fucking whinging, dude. Um, so, uh, put with a particular focus on on magic, how it can mess us up, like energetically. And the first way is it can break your concentration so hard. Dude, I have been going through a um, a little thing where I've been making daily altars or maybe daily offerings. I don't know nice. how you want to uh, think think about it, but I'll typically I'll take like a little plate, a serving plate, and I'll get a candle associated with whatever day it is. Like Sunday, I did like an orange one, uh, and I did some cinnamon sticks, and then I had some uh, like uh, orange fiery like kind of rose petals that i put around it right monday was like silver and uh, uh bay leaves and stuff like that right i for today and a little bit of yesterday was just like i don't i feel weird i'm not gonna do it it's gonna break that concentration it's gonna break your daily will to do magic Mm-hmm. Okay. It can also possibly interfere with you energetically. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna screw. It's gonna, it's gonna balance you, uh, and it's gonna affect the pr- the practitioner, which is you. Uh, to it's gonna affect the practitioner's ability to channel. That was energy. nobody. This is gonna be nothing to anyone else listening. But that was the most papa thing I have ever seen in my life. Explain. <laughs> this was well, gonna affect the uh, practitioner, uh, you, and uh, that was that's that was him. That was the most him thing I've ever seen ever. 
Papa will come through in very specific ways for me. Mm-hmm. Like very I feel like there's other members. Uh, there's very there's other members of the family that Papa is a little more um a little more a little more uh, forward in. I see a lot of Papa yeah. in like Rustin. Yeah, you know yeah, um, he comes through me often. I see. Yeah, yeah, and I will say that there are very specific and very strong ways in which I have <laughs> sleeping. I I have been told my entire life that I sleep like Papa. Do you sleep like, in you really know, crazy the weird uh, positions? Me and, too. Yeah. Cr- throwing your feet up in the air. Flailing around. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep like Papa. Anyway. <laughs> uh <laughs> Sleep Like Papa is like a my album name. That's, That's a good, good name. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's a folk band. Uh Anyway, it can it, tell me it makes it listen. The, it affect you, the practitioner. It's mm-hmm. going to affect your ability to to channel some energy. It's going to affect your ability to raise vibrations. Because like right now, you can probably tell, and I can tell by the look on Macy's face. I'm a little aggressive. I'm in a little bit of a bad mood. I'm making light of it, but like that's I'm not. You know, I've been more feeling... just cracking up at your tiny eyeballs. I'm not. I have not noticed <laughs> that. that, that you are when you're sick everything just kind of creeps up you know <laughs> you know how you are uh, listen for the it's for the those who face. don't know one time one time when macy was like i don't know you were probably six and i was like 11 right i feel like i, I was guess. old enough to not be this shit but <laughs> so i don't know we we played airplane which i feel like you know is a common you know get you you're know, on you, like the knees the smaller and you do one the, the hold, younger one to hold out yeah yeah and I, as as the older one, I would put my feet on like I don't know your tummy or your hips, and I would throw you up in the air. Yeah, and, and you do the thing, or whatever, right? Yeah. And I just remember one time you just look right down at me, just in my face, as I'm holding your frail, tiny body in the air, and could have killed you. You looked at me and just went, "Your eyes are close together." <laughs> and I've been sensitive ever since. You should have just thrown. Do the side. You should have done it. And it, that memory just stands out to you because fan. I know they were in close proximity. I know that this was close proximity to when I got you right in the right in the trachea when we were swimming. Because I remember thinking after all that was done, like me and Charlie have been having some really like weird moments lately. But I know that those two were close together in time. <laughs> <laughs> what it did. I deserved it for sure. Oh. Um, listen, uh, oh, case in point, it's hard to focus when you don't feel good. We all know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to like dig deeper now, this is not me saying this because this could really easily go down the path of like not seeing a doctor and just being like, ah, oh, every problem I have is related to magic, which, you know, I don't think that's true. <laughs> but sometimes... Yeah. Uh, we do manifest things physically, and sometimes a stomach ache can be a physical manifestation or of, a, of some kind of imbalance, a spiritual or a energetic imbalance. Uh, perhaps you need to purify, cleansing, spiritual healing, and well-being. And that all makes sense to me because your body just cleanses itself out. It yeah. forces you to purify. Yeah. Um. So, cool. I want to talk about the historical use of herbs and magic when it comes to tummy ache. 
So herbs have always played a significant role in both the magical and the mundane uh, across a tummy not feeling good. Listen, in medieval Europe, herbalism became closely intertwined with witchcraft. So if you wanted natural remedies, you would have to seek out your wise women, your healers, and your Your cunning folk. Witches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But before that, ancient Egypt, listen, we had things like peppermint and cumin and coriander for Mm, the digestion. Digestion spices. Digestion, digestion spices. Those are big Ayurveda digestion Mm, spices mm, as well as cumin and coriander. Like, oh, delicious. I get peppermint. I get coriander. Cumin feels like it would give me the Taco Bell shits. No. I think it's just because you're maybe associating it with certain foods oftentimes that can maybe upset the stomach. A good spice, a deliciously spiced meal. Generally, like cumin. Chinese Chinese meal. meal. Uh, Cumin is paired with like turmeric and, you know, just a bunch of, and when used, like, and again, not like used in a whole bunch of excess, but just used in like a, you know, a proper way in a meal, like that can help to simulate the digestive fire Mm. or the agni within our bodies to help us digest better. If you're following that, you're better. Beautiful. Okay. Well, I like that. I just feel like there's already fire. There's. I feel like there's a fire in my stomach. <laughs> yeah. Right now, you're you're maybe places. a bit of a cauldron. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Bubbling. yeah, yeah. You might the peppermint. I can see being cooling in this cooling. moment because you're trying to you, cool down maybe a little bit. I recently I got a book. Uh, I went to this cool thrift shop and they had this big coffee table book, which I love a coffee table book. Oh, coffee table book is always a, is always a yes but yeah, it's a hit um it's called the lore of spices and immediately Ooh, I, was like, Bet. I love a strong title uh, the lore of spices and the yeah. art on it is fucking wicked i'll try to get a picture and more information but just, it, it kicks off the first thing this book talks about and this is going to be a big inspiration i can already tell for future episodes but the first thing this book kicks off with was is mustard which feels like a strange choice it's oh, not alphabetical it's just yeah mustard. dude mustard's, mustard's a powerhouse man i love <clears throat> mustard oh there's this little there's this little folklore tale though um that i thought was really cute in in the beginning of it and it it even says that this tale is kind of um it was kind of shitty because it was kind of like the rich folks, like kind of looking down their nose on the poor. <laughs> but like, it was a cute story. And it was essentially to, to wrap it up, to paraphrase, there was these two, uh, you know, lowly merchant dudes and they had just done a really good day of business at the horse market. Right. So they got some extra coin in their po- pocket and they're like, bro, let's go to the fucking inn. Let's have a little celebration because we just did real good. Right. So they sure. showed up there. And they're sitting at their table and they're kind of thinking and they're having, you know, their ales or whatever and think about what they want to order for food because this is special to them. And the table next to them has uh, uh, some, you know, kind of more high society-esque looking people. And they notice that before they before they stab these chunks of meat and eat them, there there's a tiny, tiny plate of some kind of orangey yellow thing and they they do just a little bit on their meat before they work it down and they think that stuff's got to be really expensive because they're not using that much of it well you know what we got all this money uh waiter we'll have two full plates of whatever that shit is 
Oh my Not god. What it is. And they bring over the plates and the dudes dig in and immediately start to like weep and their yeah. guns are inflamed and they're like, oh boy. And they basically run out of the inn going like, this is no food for co- for common folk. Dude, um, imagine that. I don't know where this was based. I don't know if you said it was like England or some shit, but I'm imagining so. the bland, bland, like European palate in some places, you know, yeah. like to where any kind of spice like, like that and that's like a palette <laughs> yeah exactly i'm picturing yeah. that kind of like pungent kind of would be like oh, oh, oh. too much <laughs> yeah. But yeah back then back then i know you know not but like yeah it's different now but yeah like i mean it's just like i feel like it was for many people they just ate boiled cabbage yeah yeah and then and then it's like i you know you could see this happening you could see you go into a place and be like that looks fancy. Let's get the fancy shit. It, it would be the equivalent of me getting extra money and being like, this seems like a good time to try caviar for the first time. And <laughs> just hating it. Hating it. Um, yeah. Anywho, that that's besides the point. Listen, I can't stay focused because my tummy hurts. Ancient okay. Greece. We're back in. Uh, actually, actually, a little bit of still of uh, Egypt. Uh, we have, so the peppermint, the cumin, the coriander. But they also would uh, invoke, they would do certain incantations and spells to invoke healing properties of the herbs themselves to protect against the evil spirits uh, that were probably causing that illness. They, they generally, will. they generally are. Mm. It seems ancient, back, back then. Ancient Greece. We've got Hippocrates. Uh, Hippocrates? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But. It is my um, Hippocrates. It's, my it's a Hippocrate. It sounds uh, it's like Hippocrates. a fancy coffee. Hippocrates sounds like the Latin term for a hippo, and I will never not be. think hippo. Yeah. Also known as the father of medicine, so Daddy Medicine comes out and says, "You know what's good for your tummy ache, little bitch? Chamomile and fennel and mint." And I think all three thing- of those sound like good options fennel there's some yeah. there's some it just seems like every grouping has one outlier that i'm like I don't, but i feel like fennel I, like I feel like fennel is has that kind of cooling nature to it uh, yeah cooling, i guess and a calming it is kind nature of a medicinal in nature yeah. um within <laughs> traditional chinese medicine there's the incorporation of herbs like ginger licorice and cinnamon you see what i mean licorice there's that but the, something about that compound licorice whatever that creates yeah. that taste must um, seem to help the uh, upset little tummy there. The upset. As as you're talking about, we're talking, you know, Ayurvedic. Excuse me. I didn't even intend to say that one wrong. But about halfway through it, I was like, I should say this wrong for the bit. But then I was like, mm, that's rude. So it just came out strange. And now I feel the need to explain myself. Okay. Uh, we have <laughs> ginger, cardamom, and fennel, as well as focusing on dietary adjustments to yeah. uh, prevent... Uh, yes. Plenty of indigenous American uh, tribes use, especially where dandelion is pr- is plentiful, use dandelion to help aid the digestion. And I have done that before. I've snatched some fucking dans out of the front yard, made a tea. It was sick. Ancient Rome. Uh, Did you Romans, do the roots? I don't know if I knew to at the time. I think I I think I just plucked a. That's cute. I just plucked a a fat dand out of the yard. A little flower. Hey. Mm. Mm. Uh, Roman physicists like Galen recommended herbal remedies such as dill, anise, and cumin. 
uh, Roman culture also put a heavy uh, importance on bathing rituals for healing and relaxation. So these uh, herbs would be added to communal baths to help your tummy. And listen, all I need to know is like public pools have those signs that say, if you have had diarrhea in the past two weeks, you cannot swim here, which I don't feel like anyone's listening to that. Although maybe I wish you would, but also I don't want to go to a communal bath with active tummy, tummy issues. I mean, well, and see, I went all over the place with that sentence that you read, because initially I was like, mm, mm-hmm, mm. and then I was yeah. like, mm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. because when you said like it'd be added to baths, I was like, well, you probably, we're talking back in the day, toga times, mm. you probably need to take a bath because you're covered in shit. So yeah. it's well, good I to take know, multiple the, the baths. Romans did love their baths. They were fairly They're clean. fine with it. But it's like, I, I like the idea. It's like bathe more often because it was like, good, you mm. might need to. Uh, but yes. then I was like, but they usually didn't bathe alone. So, well, I mean, that's not to say, I, I don't know if, did other people aside from rich people have their own private baths? I don't actually know that. I think they were like, I think it was like a public pool that you could go to. I'm yeah. sure that there was like, but did like the average Joe, like would you and me have had like us in Rome, would we have had our own bathtubs? Yes. Oh, our own bathtubs in our home? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No. Like, I think if like no, only rich so. people probably had their own baths. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because that I, means yeah, somebody's I, I think somebody's historians let us know. But I'm pretty sure it was like a dirty it was a communal gig. Stomach business is gonna have to get mm. washed off somewhere. I mean, I'm sure at that point you could take like a bucket of water into the woods. Like and... yeah, like a pitcher. Pitcher it yeah. off first. I you really had to like... think about shit back then. I mean you had to think about shit back yeah. then. Yeah. You better. You're gonna mm. die of dysentery. Uh, and I wanted to throw a little bit of traditional Appalachian remedies in there, because that's always interesting to me. There is the sassafras tea, historically used to purify the blood, as the Appalachians love to do. Uh, however, it is important to note that when we're talking sassafras, it's not really recommended for that, for consumption much anymore. Um, although I feel like we learned in our sassafras episode... Yeah, you yeah i don't know why the camera is so dead set on blurring your face today uh it it keeps oh blurring gosh, your I face like yeah it, I, it's really i picked it up the past like a handful of minutes um i was that sasper keeps- that was yeah sassafras i remember so that was all based on a study i don't remember the years and don't quote me on this because it was a while since i looked it up but the initial study like the concentration that they used in the animals like the mice or whatever was so off the charts high that it's like of course right. it was toxic to them yeah. um and there was also like another like conspiracy theory agenda that it's because it's actually like uh i don't remember what it, what is it used to make like c4 explosives or something like that i don't remember it can be used or like a drug a drug it can be used to make it like mdma that's what it is so <laughs> uh, and so that was another reason that it might be like a controlled substance but i don't remember I'm i don't sorry. know sorry <laughs> well, a lot of file cabinets in my head okay yeah, yeah they yeah. get mixed yeah. up sometimes it's like the spongebob scene yeah you gotta you gotta yeah. rifle through <laughs> <laughs> no i i remember there being a caveat to that rule yeah. but i figure probably just just throw it out there so you do your own yeah do your own, do your own research, research. Yeah. don't fuck it uh, let's see also in the appalachian tradition there is american ginseng which grows yeah. abundantly in that area uh and it has a strong 
uh, adaptogenic properties, which I love the term. I love when something says that it has adaptogenic properties because uh, it literally just sort of means like it's going to help you adapt. Like it literally means like it, it, get over. It. it just feels like get over it. Like this will get help better, you be better. Yeah, yeah. Take life. <laughs> we'll see. Um, elderberry syrup is a favorite. Then there was something I saw that I've never come across before. Possible future episode here. Something, and I'm, I may not say this correctly, uh, poke or poke, because I'm never really sure, but P-O-K-E, salat, salat, S-A-L-L-E-T, um, Photolaca americana. Uh, it's a plant native to the Appalachian region that was traditionally used as, or I guess is used as food and medicine, despite its toxicity, if not prepared properly. Uh, those in the know would know how to harvest and properly cook it to remove toxicity before consuming them. Uh, and it was used as a spring tonic to cleanse the blood and revitalize the body and then we get into other things that i feel like make more sense to me and and we'll see some of these as a theme so we already saw uh uh oh i forget what it was we talked about but now we've got slippery elm bark and mulin which both have that uh what is it called i forgot mucilin and they have that mucilage aspect to it to make things greasy and slippery and that makes sense to me if the cause of the stomach um, discomfort is coming from something that that would benefit by. You know what I mean? Like sometimes your stomach hurts because you need to go poo. So I feel like mm-hmm. this is going to help. Sometimes your stomach hurts because it's something completely different. And I feel like lubing stuff up isn't going to do that much. But if you mm-hmm. need to lube the rails a little bit, we have slippery elm bark, we got the, the marshmallow, um, chickweed poultices. Uh, I think it's interesting when people use poultices on their like topically for their stomach because mm-hmm. um, I'm like does it go that deep but uh, that is something and then lastly there's an apple cider apple cider vinegar tonic that is a tongue twister um, which I don't fuck with because I don't fuck with vinegar uh, but it was a tonic or uh, it is a tonic made with diluted apple cider vinegar which I also saw on Facebook somebody said that they fuck with vinegar to to to, to I guess to take a shot of question mark and it helps the I took when i had the stomach bug when i was in college mm. needing to i took apples a shot of apple cider vinegar did it work it, did it help um did you shit? No. no it it <laughs> made me feel I, you know i i think it was so shocking because mm. a shot of apple cider vinegar is a pretty intense oh, experience yeah um yeah. that it, it kind of shook right me off. It shook me out of the nausea because, like, mm. then I just had raging heartburn for about 20 solid minutes. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> heartburn so, sucks. Heartburn's miserable. The, the 2019 was my year of heartburn when I was, like, basically getting diet. Like, I had GERD pretty much. Like, I didn't. Yeah, but, like, it was, was getting year. it was yeah. getting there uh, uh-huh. to that point. And then I just had to quit a stressful job. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Hey, who knew? Uh, look. All of it's tied in emotionally, dude. It all, your stomach is so smart to how your brain is feeling. There is that link between gut and brain and it like, it goes so deep. It goes so deep. It anyway, does. Um, 
during research for this, now this is not necessarily related, but like I have gone off the rail 45 times. So I did see something interesting that there was in the, the Middle Ages, this concept became popularized called the Doctrine of Signatures, uh, which was all about marking a physical appearance of a plant and, and using that to indicate its medicinal or magical properties. So if a plant looked like a heart, had heart-shaped leaves, it must be beneficial Got for heart-related ailments. Sure. Uh, which makes sense when you look at some of these medieval uh, treatments, you know, even even how they affected things into the future, even going forward to someone like Nicholas Culpepper, who was decidedly not from the Middle Ages, but there's still that vibe of like, this looks like a, this looks like a, this looks like a dick. It's probably good for your penal area you know or like this looks like an eyeball rub it on your eyeballs rub mm-hmm. it on your snakes um <laughs> who is it that does the snake eyeball crossover thing pliny the pliny? elder uh. and <laughs> uh so anyway i want to talk about more modern day herbals that we can use um that are widely available for us we have peppermint oh and why peppermint because uh the mint in it will cool and uh ease the stomach Ginger has anti-inflammatory properties. Chamomile is also anti-inflammatory, but also chills you out up in the up in the dome, so mm-hmm. you can kind of stop. When my stomach hurts, I also get like anxiety about it, like and I could, I just feel sweaty and like anxious. And uh, fennel, and uh, even though I didn't understand it, I forgot that I made this note here. Uh, fennels <laughs> have carminative properties, which are anti-spasmodic, gas expulsion, digestion aiding, and reducing of intestinal inflammation. Uh, so it'll make you fart, and it'll cool down yeah. any kind of. Uh, if you've got stomach cramps, it might. If you've help. got a hot stomach. If you've got Ease, hot bowels, yeah. it'll help cool yeah. the bowels. The hot bowels, uh, or the, the common. Bowels. I don't know if it's I to me it's country people around here say it it might be a very common thing but sour stomach sour yeah mm-hmm. yeah yes excuse me um let's see oh lemon balm uh because let's see I didn't even write lemon balm. It's just wrote that it was traditionally used, dude. Uh, anise seeds have been used for sensory, uh, centuries, and they can be chewed directly. Uh, and lastly, I have here a little, a little, uh, some nuggets from the coven. Um, I posted something like, hey, what do you do when your stomach hurts? It can be witchcraft or not. And here's what we got from that. We've got Alana G says, ask for death because I personally feel like there's nothing worse. That, I do it every time. Note, he, he, pray. Uh, on a serious note, peppermint chamomile, pepper, peppermint, peppermint chamomile tea is lovely. Uh, now, here's an interesting thing that I haven't seen before, but Anna Marie V and Kristen B both made references to this thing. Uh, somebody, Anna Marie put a picture of it and say, these finger chews always saves me. And I've never seen it. But then in a little couple of comments, Kristen B said, gin gin candies. And I looked it up and they were the same thing. I've never heard of gin gins, but are uh, they like ginger chews? It's like, it seems to be, yeah, a ginger candy of some kind. Okay. Maybe like a, um, like a, like a whorehound, you know, or like a. Yeah. Ginger like works kind of a, pretty good for me. I right. Ginger works pretty good for stomach troubles I, for me. Ginger gives me such strong bathroom cleaner vibes that like it, I almost It can't. is. Yeah. It does almost have an astringent quality to it that. Which is like, like the, the strongness. Through. I'm fine with a strong 
bunch. It's yeah. just it, it's it's a Lysol. It's a public. Yeah, I, I get I, you. It does kind of have that. Yeah. And uh, but uh, Kristen also says Sprite, lay on your back and slowly rub your tummy in a clockwise direction. Uh, that is, if you're looking down, working that clockwise because the other way will back you up. Diane B says saltine crackers, mint tea and ginger ale. Dude, saltine fucking crack. D- say it, Macy. Try and true. Line. Actually, that I do love saltines. And that yeah. setup is pretty tried and true, at least ginger for ale. Me. No, ginger I, ale, which I don't like. I don't like ginger ale. I love ginger, but I don't like ginger ale. I love ginger ale. I will drink ginger ale for fucking fun. No, I see it as medicine. I only drink it. Downtime. I I only drink it if I'm knowledge. If I'm knowledge, if I'm nauseous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Aquarius. If I am knowledge. But generally. I, I'm going for a real ginger. I want the ginger, mm. but I know some people like the carbonation if they're nauseous. I generally don't because I have a soft, soft, wimpy mouth and carbonation yeah. always just feels you like I'm like getting punched. Um, but <laughs> peppermint tea for show. And then sometimes I'll make ginger tea, but I also will just throw it out with some Verner's and have me a ginger ale, which does sometimes mm. help with mm-hmm. saltines. Verner's is, is, is medicine. It's my South, favorite. Dude. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a house where if you had a sub, uh, upset stomach – sprite yeah and ginger ale were sort of the thing Mm -hmm. and now as an adult i see that i've tried the sprite thing it seems to make it worse for me just it's a lot of sugar and and like when you're not feeling that good but for some reason ginger ale is like just a little milder i don't know joy h came in with an interesting one and they said uh pickle juice for indigestion uh and stomach ache peppermint gum for upset upset stomach and uh rubbing alcohol sniff some rubbing alcohol for nausea which i've heard before but it was the pickle juice that got me so i looked into it and it's a whole like um it's like acidic so it can help balance the acidity of the stomach it's got a probiotics in it because it's a fermented food it's got like a ton of legitimate perhaps maybe more legitimate than than me popping a ginger ale you know (laughs) with maybe no real ginger in it uh psychosomatically being like yeah this is helping uh but it was just interesting pickle juice which reminded me of the picklebacks that uh we got to we got to do up in uh up in the northeast dude those picklebacks man i didn't have the whiskey before it but i just had like a shot of brine and they used really good brine up there <laughs> I do remember, like, I think it was like two different places that we went that we did this. That we were like, can we get like seven picklebacks and then like seven more picklebacks, but without the whiskey? Yeah, just shots. So we need fourteen pickle yes. shots, <laughs> like, just so everyone could participate. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right uh lindsey j says when people i know around me and this one was really sweet and i just wanted to uh uh, when people i know around me are sick i make them a mint ginger chamomile tea i take a peppermint tea bag and a chamomile tea bag steep that in water add a little powdered ginger and then some honey and lemon to taste i used to have co-workers that would always come to me for that tea when they had an upset stomach and i thought that was lovely i think sometimes we forget that a little bit of power Letting people care for us Mm -hmm. uh, is impactful. I know that not everyone has somebody that can make them this tea. And a lot of the times we have to care for ourselves. But if you can, if you can, if you have the privilege of knowing somebody who's willing to give you a little bit of care, um, do so. Because it's it's great. Just reading that made me feel all warm and fuzzy. Yeah, that's nice. And then to end off, we've got KB 
uh, who it says here, top contributor. Because uh, when I copied and pasted, it took the little tag. <laughs> so hello, top contributor, KB. says, smell slash chew mint leaves, drink room t- temperature peppermint, spearmint and ginger tea. And then the last one here, which I agree with, climb into the fetal position, cover up with your favorite blanket, exclaim and whine, my tummy hurts and I need it to stop. Yeah. <sighs> and that's all right. And that's and that's on having the shits. You are off the hook now. Yeah, I yeah. can. Aff- I can just stare at my tiny eyes in my own monitor. In your monitor, yeah. And pretend I'm looking at you, and just be like, "Why am I? Why are my eyes so tiny?" That's all that's going to be looping through my head. And I apologize. Why are my eyes so small? Let me pull up my notes here. Let me pull up my nose. I wish there was a way to put your image closer to the camera. So that when I was looking at you talk, it was a little bit more like close. You know what I mean? Like instead of like, it was like, a, you know, but it won't do it. It won't do it. There we go. Leap yeah. All right. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot that's what we were talking about. Okay. Yes. So... <laughs> yes. This February, we're having an extra day at the end of it. I'm sure everybody's noticed. And if you haven't, we are. There's 29 days in this February now. It's going to be February 29th. And you probably already know this. Most people know this. And uh, it's leap year. You usually learn about leap year. I remember learning about leap year in elementary school. They didn't really explain why, but it was like every four years. Yes, and we're going to talk. See, you know more than I did going into this. That's that's the extent of it. Okay, okay. Keywords. And so basically, I was kind of wondering about this. Like, well, everybody knows, you know, that's like, we've got a leap day coming. That's nothing too extreme or wild people here. But however, do you know why we have a leap year coming? And you probably at least know some of it like you did, which is fine. It has something to do with keeping the calendar correct. But do we know what? Probably not. And that's my angle today. So we're going to talk about why and what we are doing this for. What is the point? Does it have to do with 2012? It's tied no, to thank somehow? God it doesn't. <laughs> Dude, I remember after the passing of 2012 and after I relaxed my asshole for the first time in however old years I was at 2012, um, I saw people making the making the thing of like, well, technically, it's not going to be on 2012 because of uh, things that were implemented after that. So we've got things like our calendar and then the way the math works out and leap years and all of this. It's actually going to be on th- and they like changed the date. A little bit, which I read later was bullshit. And even if you went by all that information, it would have been like before 20. I I don't know. It worked out fucky, but there was another little span of time in which I was like, it's not over. It's not over. Yeah. And then we, I just needed to be, see back in the days before you could research things properly, but it's like, if I could have just learned what a buck tune properly meant, I would have saved years of my life. Not if I could have seen sweating myself one person explain to death. Yeah. Just like one person who actually knew about what they were talking about and mm-hmm. like the culture, but no, no, no. It was it was the history channel showing hour after hour of shows being like a cataclysmic event is going to hit in twenty twelve. And of course I flipped out because it's the history channel. You would think it's legitimate. It's that was and see, that was that was the turn. 
Um, but we didn't know yet because before then you could actually watch historical stuff on History Channel. But that was when yeah. it started being like Prometheus Entertainment is going to pay history's bills, which is like fucking ancient <laughs> aliens and Curse of Oak Island and Ooh. all of those. Um, but yeah, so I was scared to death. But no, thank goodness, nothing to do with any of that. Great. Woof. But oh, God. I do want to start off at the top because I did not know this. There are exceptions to the four-year rule. It is not every four years. Because oh, remember talking about the tweaking? The tweaking that had to be done, all the, the tinkering? I said tinkering, not oh. tweaking. Um, um, <laughs> the, the tweaking? <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Um, but so there's had to be some steps of improvement here with, with how this is all gone. So the last leap year that we had was in 2020. And here we are now, 2024, we got to leap year. And uh, generally, we can figure that because like, that's, that's the rule. However, it's not foolproof. But let's do a couple definitions first before we get into all of this, because we've got to kind of set the scene and yeah. talk about why we do any of this. Good. So I love setting the scene. Set, I'm, I got to set you, I got to wind all of you up. So the, what is called the common year length, which is the length of our calendar. It is 365 days flat, ends at midnight, boom, even 365 days. Exactly. That is the common year, you know? Uh, however, that's not how long it actually takes, which isn't that surprising. It's like when you go to the grocery store and your total is like $46 even, and you're like, wow, odds are that never happens, right? Because it would be weird if like it took the earth exactly 365 days dot zero zero dot zero zero. Yeah, to do it. And so Convenient. No, that's not what happens. So it actually takes 365 days, five hours and 48 minutes and 58 seconds to orbit around the sun. So it's five hours, 48 minutes and 56 seconds longer than our calendar accounts for to orbit the sun. Hmm. And this, this is called, funny you say that, the side reel year. And, <laughs> and so the side reel year is the actual year length of the Earth slinging its way around the sun. And it seems in the small scale, big deal. It's five hours, you know, it's almost almost six hours. So it's about five hours and 49 minutes. Like, you know, <laughs> who cares? Well, yeah, you know, this is five hours in the scheme of a whole of space, you know? Mm. Well, over the course of 100 years, those five hours and 49-ish minutes, if they're not accounted for, the calendar will be off by almost 23 days. <laughs> and this is a big problem. <laughs> like, there's an issue with that. That's Every a lot. century, you just lose a month. Yeah. You lose a month or you shift a month. And that's like, again, that's almost a whole month. And over the course of 600 years, the seasons would be starting to flip. So December would be nice and toasty. Mm. And like, that's going to really be disruptive when it comes to timekeeping and things like mm. that. So the system of adding an extra day every four years uh, helps to account for this 
uh, initial every four years. We're going to get into when that was kind of adjusted later. But it was added or done to help accrue for this extra five hours and 49-ish minutes uh, that build up every single year uh, that we say, all right, we had a year. And then those five hours and, you know, whatever, 49 minutes are like, we're still over here. Like, we haven't ended yet. Like, we haven't reached the sun. So this is how we make up for it. And when you add, so here we go. Here's why, here's why there's an issue. The mathematics you promised. Yes. Here's why there's an issue with doing it every four years, right? Because when you add up that time across four years, the five hours and like, you know, 49-ish minutes, it doesn't exactly equal a day. Because again, it's weird for shit to exactly, exactly what we, to equal what we want. You know, like that's just not always the way that it goes. So when you add the additional day on the fourth year, it's close. It's on the nugs, man. It almost makes it up. But it's actually like, it's like a handful of minutes shorter. It's like 44 minutes shorter or something like that than the full 24 hours. So it's close. It's not like five hours off, but it's like... Thank God smart people came up with this, dude. If you left this up to like us... Oh, dude. Oh, my gosh. And that's what's crazy as we get into it in a little bit is how far back this goes. Like when this was getting figured out by astronomers. And it is just wild to me. So, yeah, we're we're a little bit off there. So it it adds up to like 23.26 hours, the five hours, whatever, when you add it all together. And we need a full 24 hours if we put that additional leap day in. So we're close, but still off and off enough to cause problems with the calendar still over time. Because when we add the additional day, oh, apparently, sorry, it makes it 11 minutes longer than the side real year now. So the side real year, if we can recall, is the year that is the exact like full day or whatever day of time. The real. It's real. It's the real it's, year. It's real. And see, this is where it's I know close. that I'm probably fucking this up. Because even as I was really trying, I was like typing this out. I was like, I am still confused. But my goal, all I really care to do today is mm. get the point across is why we do this. That's right. that's enough for yeah. me. And you can go listen to some science nerd podcast. It's, it's not, we know how I am uh, with anything like this. So anyway, we wind up, we're not, <laughs> we're not adding up right still. That's the issue. I was know? being sincere, but all right, go on. Sorry. <laughs> and um, so we've got this 11 minutes to contend with. And if we ignore these That's 11 minutes. That's an episode minutes, of SpongeBob. It is. Think about that. Every single, every single leap year that we add that extra day in, we are adding an extra episode of SpongeBob to the day. And that can, that can be too much. It's an extra 11 minutes. So we got to account for that. And because over, you know, however many leap years, that can keep drifting. And that can be a problem, even if it's though it's 11 minutes. It's Mm -hmm. too much SpongeBob, and that can cause problems. So because of this, a addition needed to be made to the every four years system. There is, is a bit of an addendum here. And because of this, not every fourth year is a leap year. And the rule for this is if the year is divisible by 100, but not by 400, the leap year is skipped. Now, don't worry. I'm going to break this down a little bit here, okay? So the year uh, 
the year 2000 was a leap year, for example. Okay, so let's take a look at this, all right? 2000 is divisible by 100. So when we see that, we're like, okay, shit, if it's divisible by 100, we've got to apply the second test here. So this year, 2024, is not divisible by 100. So it's already in. It's already in the game. We're not going to do the it's 400 divider. It's a two-step process. Okay. It's a two-step process. But if it okay. is divisible by 100, we got to come in and be like, okay, is it divisible by 400? Because for some fucking reason, if it's, th we've, this is how this works. And so 2000 divisible by 100, also divisible by 400. Goes into it five times. So it was a leap year. The year 1700 divisible by 100 not divisible by 400. It was not a leap year. So the same for 1800 and 1900. Those were all so skipped. So what's our next? The next time a leap year will be skipped is the year 2100. We'll probably be dead. Odds are we're dead. No. <laughs> no. Sorry. You could be like that episode of X-Files and you just get put into the computer forever. That is horrifying. Yeah. Unless it's San Junipero. I'll do San Junipero. Well, San Junipero, I mean, still kind of scares me. Still kind of scares Horrifying. me. Horrifying. Yeah, a lot. But, but like, at least it's if sweet. If it's gotta Mine happen. sweet. It's, it's precious. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, there we go. I hope that makes sense to you guys. Divisible by 100? <laughs> Shit, let's check the 400. Not divisible by 100? Let it roll. All I heard is that the last one happened before I was born and the next one's happening and I don't have to worry about it. There you go, bro. I don't have to think go. about it too hard. And who figured this out? That's, this is where we're going now. Who figured all of this shit out? Mm. So, fun story. And I wanted to go into this so much deeper than I could because this was already becoming a long topic and I really wanted to veer down these Part avenues. Two? So Next bad. Week. Well, so it's not even really related to anything. Um, we're going to have to take things to ancient Rome, first of all. So here we go to ancient Rome. Now, I would love to talk about these early Roman calendars because some of these are just wild ideas of like, because like a new emperor would roll up and be like, I want a new calendar. And they would just make a new one, right? And Dude, big ball moves. I mean, Can you imagine and, rearrange time for me. For me. And uh, funny, funny, there's some, just some really wild ones. Like a fun fact being there was a there was one where the winter months weren't even counted because people didn't work. So they didn't they didn't count them. They would uh, just insert a, a bonus months because they had to make up for this time. Right. Of like, you know, like of not tracking. The if solar, you had a bonus you know, month, what would you call it? I mean, if you were an emperor, they probably called, uh, they had a name. I didn't write it down, but they had names for these bonus months. Like they had an actual like name. Mesa Wary. Oh, sweet, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Char, yeah. Char, your wear, Char, your lair, Char, Larry, Char. I'd be like June. It would just be a Char. Charch. Char. <laughs> Tune. That'd be cute. Tune. Yeah. So. I, we're going to fast forward through many of these calendar drafts all the way until we hit Julius Caesar. So we're rocking up Julius Caesar. He wants a new calendar. Damn it. And Julius Caesar 
under his rule, we get the Julian calendar. Okay. Big so the, boy. the Julian calendar predates or kind of like it precedes the Gregorian calendar. We're going to get into that, but it was basically the frame. It's the framework. It is the first calendar that stuck January 1 as the first day of the year. It moved it from March to January. And uh, under his March rules, makes sense, though, because it's spring, dude. It's spring, yeah, and uh, because they weren't even fucking with wintertime, apparently. So it was like, that's when planting and shit happens. That's when the year begins. That's when life starts. Yeah, yeah. and so it was instead January 1st. I do not know why. Again, I had to really reel myself in on this topic. So right. astronomers under his rule, uh, but I also saw... I. I don't feel very confident about this fact because I also feel like I saw that it was, was discovered earlier. However, it was discovered at this time. Uh, the astronomers pretty they almost rightly discovered that the year was 365 days and six hours long. That's pretty damn close. They didn't have it, I don't Shit. guess, at the exact amount, but that's... What I mean, that's it? pretty goddamn... That's better than I could do if you gave that's me a like telescope and four million off. years. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to tell you. No, I would I would immediately get distracted and just try to look at cool shit through the telescope. Uh, yeah. I'm not I would try to out. find the spooky things that would keep me up at night. Yeah. Yes. So but it you know, it's like a little bit over, but it's pretty close. But so this led to the creation of the Julian calendar. Again, January first start date. And it set the initial rule that every single four years we're sticking an extra day in February. So that is where it began. Why and February? I don't remember, or I don't know. I, I feel like I read it, but I didn't write it down. But it was stuck at the end of February. February was already a shorter month, uh, and it got stuck there. So there, there it went. And But we know this isn't perfect, right? There was a little bit of a shift with like the overage of time, uh, not to mention um, – they're checking more of like a 365-day calendar situation, and they the solar year itself is longer, you know? So by the 16th century, Pope Gregory VIII, uh, under his rule, <laughs> what is the word for ten, under his leadership, representation? Reign. His iron I don't know fist. I don't know what the word is for that, but uh, uh, there when is a he term was, though. I feel, I feel you. There's something yeah, specific when he was the Pope. Catholics I guess. help us. In uh, the new, uh, so he, there was new calendar needed to be introduced. Okay, and 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 this is in the 16th century, more specifically the 1570s, and the Gregorian calendar is what we use today. And uh, I want to say quickly here that i thought the gregorian calendar had something to do with like gregorian chants and i didn't know it was just some dude named greg well you're I, telling I'm me what... our, Gregor our gregorian calendar is named after a dude named greg do you know how well, many I'm... gregs i've known well i'm wondering if gregorian chants might also be in the same vein because ah! it's the exact same word uh so um <laughs> Uh, la, da, 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 da. Anyway, so in this calendar, it was adjusted. The little bit of tinkering happened. The rule was put into place, the 100-400 year rule. 
So it was at this time, at the the put-in of the Gregorian calendar, that they're like, by the way, now it's not just every four years without a doubt, no matter what. It's every four years, unless it divides by 100 and doesn't divide by 400. And we're going to have to take it away and it doesn't get to happen. So this was a good bit more precise. Now, uh, allegedly, apparently, this wasn't without agenda. So the uh, at the time, the Catholic Church was facing a strong rearing of uh, Protestantism. So not to mention the drifting calendar, which was really starting to get a little loosey-goosey since, you know, it was the 16th century and it had been a minute since the Julian calendar was put into place. It was getting a bit harder to pin down Easter. And because way, way back, and again, I had to really wheel myself in here on like exactly way back. It's like this, I didn't get all of this. Okay. So this is not confident here, but way, way back, uh, Easter's floating calculation was based on the year being 365.25 days long. And with the extra 11 minutes each year that was happening because of adding the overage that came from the fourth day that didn't always need to happen, uh, Easter was coming later in the year at a rate of about one day every 130 years. Now, it might not sound like a lot, but with how long time passed and how long like the Catholic Church existed over the course of their existence, they saw Easter starting to shift around a little bit, you know, and, and not just Easter, other holidays kind of fixed in or around to Easter, the Pentecost, Whit Sunday, or, you know, and uh, and that's on the seventh Sunday following Easter. These days that are around Easter might start colliding with other scary pagan festivals such as summer solstice. So we got to fix that. Okay. And uh, which was kind of like funny to me. And again, I'm not speaking with that much historical knowledge here, but wasn't Easter initially pagan too? So they're like, we can't let let Easter get in the way of these pagan holidays. Um, But anyway, so the church uh, at this time rolled out, that was one of the reasons for wanting to put this new calendar into place was to really lock down these holidays so they're not floating around anymore, as well as it's kind of a flex, right? I'm going to control the fucking time, Protestants, you know? And uh, interestingly enough, and probably not surprisingly, but I'd never thought about it before, that this is like an option back in the day. This new calendar was not accepted by everybody right out of the gate. Naturally, like... I guess you could just say no. No Fuck you. Yeah. So Catholic countries very quickly, of course, accepted this calendar. And it took a long time uh, for some other countries, uh, especially Protestant countries, to be like, Fine. And I believe the last country to do it was somewhat recently. I didn't get the year, but like, I mean, in modern history, it was Saudi Arabia was the last country to uh, like come on over to the Gregorian calendar and synchronize with that calendar. So like, it took recent, some time. Mean, like two years ago or like 200, like within the, I don't remember. I want to, was it like the seventies? I don't remember. It, oh, within, okay, wow. within modern era, you know, like mm-hmm. within the last handful of decades i don't remember the year but um anyway so i just thought that was interesting that it was like oh i'm here i'm here keep going sorry i covered my camera because i had to do i had to do a i had to do an ugly an ugly 
Okay. Face. It was just like, so, usually I just see your hand, but it was just completely blacked out. I was like, oh, shit. So Pope Gregory VIII, I think, declared October 4th, 1582. That's the last day of the Julian calendar. It is dead. And the next day would debut on the Gregorian calendar on October 15th. So think about that. That's a little interesting. The last day of this calendar, October 4th, boom. The next day was October 15th. You just lose half the, a month. Yeah. The reason for that, those 10 days are what had shifted since the creation of the Julian calendar. So it's resetting it kind of back, like it's accounting for those days getting back on track with the sun once again. So seasons are lining up. Everything's kind of lining up again, you know, how we how we how want it to go. get in 10 days? Well, I mean, like. Not, but they're also worried about their holidays. Seems like maybe that's most, okay. I sure. think that's a big part of it. And, uh, but wait, there's more. So time can really add up when you're talking about great swaths of time, as we've seen today. So let's fast forward to the 70s, where the concept of leap seconds was presented. And... Now, I didn't go down this too far, but apparently it is such a pain in the ass and it is so like disagreed on and such like getting down into the granular details uh, that like some regulatory agencies that like deal with fucking time are kind of like, actually, we're phasing this shit out. It's not worth it. Fuck. Fuck like, even seconds. we are not galaxy brained enough yeah, for this. This isn't no. worth it. Mm. Um, So... Now let's get, why is it called a leap year? Why do they call it a leap year? Well, one of the things I saw is that because it causes one's birthday to leap a day. So generally, if your birthday is on a Wednesday, the next year it'll be on a Thursday. However, if it is a leap year, instead of being on a Thursday, it will leap over Thursday and be on Friday instead. So there's that. Yeah. And uh, now, leading into some of the folklore as we swerve into the metaphysical, which there's a good deal of this, the folklore and the metaphysical section kind of blend together today. There's some interesting superstitions with the leap year and day uh, causing bad luck, such as getting married on a leap day or proposing or, or no, sorry, getting married in any time in a leap year. Uh, for some was seen as a uh, like bad idea. And I just feel like that's strange. Um, that's such a long period of time. To, I know. To... And if you divorce on a leap day, you'll never find love again, ever. Never find it again. You're never going to find love again if you divorce. You better wait for the next day. Don't do it. And <laughs> uh, And this is funny to me because we really run the gamut of... Love on Leap Day. Um, love. Love. And we go everywhere with this, all over, back and forth. So looking at magical stuff for Leap Year was a really interesting process because it was essentially everything. Everything. Anywhere I went, it was something different. And it was just kind of like anything went. So. Love that. Today's topic is kind of me basing things on folklore and kind of my own interpretations of Leap Day because I wasn't tr really able to gather anything trustworthy online for this. Um, but 
right out of the gate, leap year is magical and that it's kind of, it's kind of like a hidden door. It's kind of like the keyhole in the Hobbit, you know, to where it only shows up when at just the right time, you know, and then it appears and it's there until it's gone again. Or like when Jack Skellington goes into the forest and all those trees have doors on them. Yeah, bro. And it's like, remember that? It's like, it's like a liminal world. I love the texture of that scene so much. I love all the different doors. I've always, I always want to know what's behind the other doors. Uh, Exactly. I want to know that. Uh, Where are those? Where do those go? I know very badly. And so it's liminal in that way. There's a, a, a bit of a streak of liminality through leap day. And because it's a day not set in stone it kind of floats around a little bit and we know now we can't even rely on it every four years we can rely on it most every four years but not all every four years and when it appears it kind of to me after doing all of this research and just kind of studying and putting it together um research feels like a strong word for what we do um but after putting (laughs) all of this together uh It just kind of made me feel like it's an opportunity to do magic on a day that is, you know, we're sitting outside space and time. Like, it's just kind of outside of things, outside of the rules of time that we generally follow. It's kind of set off. So nothing counts on leap day is what I'm hearing. Or everything does. You can really go for it, you know, because basically we're kind of in like a chamber room of like, what do we want to do today? This, this, Rob a bank. this is a day that like, you know, it's just, it's our day. It's our it won't day. Count tomorrow. It does. Unfortunately, because while the day no. vanishes, consequences do not, which is really <laughs> shitty. No, I will tell them, look it up. It's the, <laughs> look, it's the law, which we do have some fun law loopholes uh, here involving day here in a minute. Um, And perhaps maybe the energy of Leap Day is good for uncovering knowledge or, you know, reaching or or magic that might kind of bring revelations or things like that. If we are trying to reach deep into, you know, the ether, maybe, and bring something back. We're already on this day that is like set outside a little bit anyway so maybe we'll have a better shot kind of getting it's like a bubble through. dimension yeah. yeah and that's kind of what this day is like it's just kind of a strange little extra bonus day of being like well, well let's just pop this in the calendar and everybody's just gonna know that's what we're doing and it's just a bonus day um, you don't have to go to work i wish or but you don't have to go to work or school or they should make bills. it since it's only every four years mostly they should make it should day be a holiday, holiday right yeah, it should be a holiday and everybody can just go. It's an fun. extra day. It, yeah. But it sucks because some people will still have to work because like you can't yeah. shut the world down. But no. still. Yeah, it's like you should be like, uh, yeah, or it should be a shut the world down and it'll be like a spooky day. It's a global reset day. Yeah. Yeah. The whole world just goes dark. Like on no leap day. electricity. Y- yeah. 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 Damn. Damn. Sick. I. I'd read Fucking that book. Purge Day. Yeah, I'd read that book. Um, and so I could see Leap Day being a good opportunity to reach out to guides, existing or new, if you're wanting to maybe. Maybe you've kind of been feeling something following you around, something kind of tapping you on the shoulder lately. And maybe this is the day that you kind of whip around and you're like, who are you? 
<laughs> yes. and they go, you know, like spin around where they're like, oh, and you're like, got you, got you, bitch. And <laughs> Grab so, their little ghost hand as they're yeah, about to tap on your shoulder. Get them. And yeah. maybe this is a good day for that. Try to figure out, you know, make these connections, past ancestors, reaching on back into time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't know. This day is just kind of a retcon day. That's the mm-hmm. way that I see it, is you can kind of just mm-hmm. reach back and kind of do things like that. Yeah. And or looking forward, what can we look forward to and manifest on this day, this dreamy day gonna, of say, anything goes? It seems like a good day to like to like plan like, OK, this is my extra day. I'm going to use it to be manifestive. Yes. And leap day is also a good day for going outside the norm, something that you might not otherwise try. And there's a long history of this with Leap Day, namely when it comes to women proposing to men way back in the day. Wow. And it is cute. There is actually like kind of like embraced as like a commercial holiday because of course it was. Um, But so uh, basically tracing back hundreds of years across multiple countries, I saw examples from Ireland, England, France, and Scotland. Women were allowed to propose to men on leap day, something otherwise not allowed. Um, allowed. And yeah, and this is because there was like a legal loophole for this. And in England, for sure, that is the case as like the reasoning over there, uh, because it's not recognized as a legal day. So. <laughs> It really is Purge Day. Like, it's just a loophole. So they would be like, well, I'm not breaking the law because this isn't a fucking day. I'm going to propose. And uh, this led to what was called Bachelor's Day, which was a day that uh, ladies would propose to dudes. I saw this was done in France. I don't know if it's exclusively done in France, but like it was just one of the examples I saw. And the funny thing is, is that if the lady's proposal was rejected, uh, the dude was fined by needing to either buy her a new gown or like, a, you know, a nice something or another or 12 pairs of gloves. There's a bit of lore about this. And I don't know if this is true, but I saw that you could buy the lady 12 pairs of gloves to wear one different pair each month to hide that she didn't get an engagement ring. <laughs> Bro, that's sad. Dude, that's sick. That's that. Whoa. The way I'd be running around proposing to anything. that Dude, get them gifts. Get them gifts. Buy me a gown, bitch. You won't marry me? The first guy's like, all right. Yeah, that would suck. You'd almost bet you can't do this because it's not like a modern deal. But like, it would almost be like if they said yes, be like, okay, but here's the deal. I'm going to go ask a whole bunch more other people because we're going to make bank from this okay yeah. this consider this my dowry and then somebody right. else says yes too <laughs> oh, god. oh god then you just have to leave town i think you got to start yeah, the experiment yeah, over yeah. somewhere else fly over to the americas you're in america yeah. now give it yeah. give it a go over there mm-hmm. and uh there was a lot to this there was a lot of stuff involving leap day and laws and loopholes uh it could have been a topic of its own. I didn't expect so much shit around Leap Day. I didn't think it went back that far. And I don't know why I didn't think that because we've been tr- we've been keeping calendar for a long time, but like since I just Greg, didn't sure. I just didn't think about it since yeah, yeah. And um but with that energy, maybe we could do something that we normally wouldn't do. Something a little bit different. And it doesn't mean that we got to like 
break the law or bend the rules if that's, you know, that doesn't mean that. But maybe we can ask ourselves, like, how would we, if we could spread our wings however we want to today, how would we do it? You know, like, and let's maybe give it a go, you know, like there's a bit more space on this new day to try new things because the whole day is extra space anyway. The whole day exists as extra buffer room. So it's kind of like a, a a little safe day to try something different. Maybe it's a new hobby. It doesn't have to be anything super duper serious, you know? Like maybe it's best maybe, stuff. Maybe it is. Maybe. I mean, maybe you pull a you pull a Jimmy, you maybe know? You pull a Jimmy for the first time in your life. In your life. Or like, and this is something fresh on my mind because I did this, but like maybe. Maybe you ordered a set of crochet hooks and some yarn and they've been sitting in the bag because you're too intimidated to pull them out of there. I get this. I I do. Like, maybe today's the day or anything like that, that you've already kind of set yourself up to do or you want to do. Leap day. It's it's a day outside of space and time. So you can really kind of deal with the devil lady from do something different. Yeah, dude, maybe fuck them future kids. Fuck them. Who needs them? And, uh, you know, I would be I would pull a Madeline so quick. Yeah, four she, IUDs at once. <laughs> yeah, like come on, man. Um, so maybe we've been Which, itching why to did he do that. Why did he go on and have so many kids? She got an IUD. I think it goes two reasons. One, it seems like there's a little bit of a fogginess to that experience, and two, he has no empathy for anything else. That's and true. I think that's part of the message. I think that's part of the like, that's Roderick. That's how little he considers it just, it just other things. It just feels like out of the two. I mean, when you've already got two and oh, you're still yeah. taking this deal, like you're fucked you're, up enough to take this deal with two living true. ones she and then you make more. Lose. No, yeah. Madeline. I mean, it's not to say that she's blameless. Listen, if y'all don't know what we're talking about, House of Usher. But like, yeah. she's not, she's less blameless out of two. Like, come on now. She didn't already have kids when she made the... Yeah. Yeah, and then didn't proceed to have six more. Yeah. So, like, Although, or however many more there are. They had cool names. They did have cool names. They did Which have cool is names. weird, because half of them he didn't know about until they were older, so they were no, named I, by their mom. I guess so just the ladies me. that he, like, dumped and ran that had cool, creative personalities. <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh god so where is this um i don't know if i said devotion to a new deity per if you if you've been thinking that or maybe feeling the call or wanting to maybe reach out maybe today is the day um maybe maybe you've been wanting to really join that craft circle that you know meets like at the public library cute and you've been too nervous to go maybe you go maybe you go today Maybe leap day is the day that you go. And I think it's a day of optimistic chance. You know, I mean, like, you're already kind of one up a little bit, you know, like it's extra. And it reminds me of so like, I remember and I anytime that you anybody who's ever competed in anything that involves like practice versus competition, like, for instance, like tennis for me, I was always such a better tennis player when I was practicing. Than when I was competing, because when I was practicing, the stakes were low and I was just going for it. I was just going balls to the wall, just letting myself do stuff without overthinking it and kind of and I feel like leap days kind of like that, you know, 
It's not a normal day. This is a practice day. Let's just practice today. And it's, I think it presents just an opportunity like that to where we can just kind of grant ourselves a day of to do what we've been wishing to do. You know, and that's really that simple. Just what what have we been wanting to do that we've not had, you know, that we've kind of maybe been putting off or been nervous about, or maybe today is the day that we take our stand and put the foot down. And it's like, I'm going for a walk tonight. Like I've been wanting to get out and go for a walk and I've not had enough time because that's how I like when I miss my daily walk, I get bothered, you know, and like when a few days happen. Yes, unfortunately, but I'm taking it as I'm taking it as an okay thing because when they caught me was technically right in the book, right as they were kind of fleeing to Maggot's farm. So like, okay. I was okay with it because technically we're crossing paths in that moment. Okay, okay. okay. It was but a close I had, call. Yeah, it was a close call, and so I had to take a I had to take a few days off, and it caught me. But I'm over halfway through the Shire, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm like rocketing my way through it. I'm gonna dust them assholes. You're not going to get me again, damn it. And so. <laughs> Until um, Weathertop, in which case uh, they will probably get you again. Uh, I'm going to choose to be Sam in that moment. Oh. Like, I know that they're there what still on top boy. of us, but I'm going to choose to not get knifed in the tit and be Sam instead. <laughs> In that scene. Yeah, please don't get knifed. I don't want a forever injury. I'll pass. Frodo can keep it. Um, And I'll just not be Frodo during that moment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Anyway, wrapping it up here. uh, I was really wordy in my notes. I was feeling very philosophical this whenever I wrote these a couple days ago. Dude, Uh, sometimes I hate it. I will write. A paragraph. You know what I mean? I mean like it's a, so dumb. I don't know why that was intense for a paragraph. But like a couple of parag and I will just, and then when I go to read it back, I'm like, this feels fake. This is But I yeah. want to because I feel like I wrote a real banger. Yeah, but like yeah, because in the morning you're like, ooh, yeah. But like right now I'm like, I don't need to read any of this shit. So to summarize it all up, this day is our it's a space between. It has that liminality. To the it. it's space not between, between your wicked wicked lies. I don't know, but that sounds cool. <laughs> it's not March yet. Mm. It's the 29th. So we're yeah. not quite there yet on this day. And, and there, won't be, uh, there won't be one next year, dude. There won't be one next year. So maybe this day is our workspace. It's kind of like a, it's a little cauldron day and you can just kind of throw shit in it and see what comes out of it. And maybe if it doesn't have an anniversary. It technically didn't happen. See, we can't Probably pin it bang. down. We can't pin it. <laughs> see, it was not on a legal day. So they, what are they even going to do about it? What do you want from me? Um, maybe on this, maybe you can shake things loose. Maybe you've had like a little attachment entity stuck to you for a little while or like a little oogie hanging around your house. And today's the day you need to kick it out. Like, you know, you can kind of utilize that. Or maybe we need to, maybe that person needs, maybe today is the day we put them in the freezer. Like, you know, like there's, this is just a day of like, I've got a bit more space today. 
like this is a fuck you day. Fuck you. You know, yeah. like maybe that's you don't the come way. Out until next February 29th. Yeah, we're gonna check your behavior. Okay, and so maybe you ward. Maybe you utilize uh, the day to reset the uh, the energy of your home before time starts back up to normal again on March 1st. So like maybe you kind of take this suspended day to kind of reset, re which is why I wanted to do this episode ahead of time, kind of redo it all, reward, and then boom, when March 1st kind of, it's like, you know, when the, the like tracks catch on like a roller coaster, it's like, kind of like March 1st, I feel like it's like, shook, back, 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 yeah. back, back, like we're in it again, Carries you know? you back up. Yeah. It's interesting that that's kind of when time is starting up again, and that was like the, the first The initial, the calendar the, yeah, date. Like yeah. It's like. A callback. You're like, okay, it's it is. real again. Yeah. yeah. And I think as witches, as people, anyone who practices magic and you feel the energies and all that, I think you understand the appeal of a good space between moment, uh, some good old-fashioned liminality. The space between. Between. And that's Leap Day. That's what we have with Leap Day. It's a stage for us to meet liminality and understand it as an opportunity for forward or back. But, you know, it is it's an opportunity for us. It's the day itself is a container for creation that we can utilize however we see fit to utilize it. And it only shows up a handful of years you know, at a time or in order. And so let's savor the space and invite in some, you know, some of this kind of fluidity of the day to maybe embolden us to do things that we might normally not do or things that we've been putting off or things that we've been like wanting to do. And we're like, today's the goddamn day that we're going to do it. It feels uh, like a magic day. It's a day that doesn't exist. And it does, but it doesn't. funny enough, you and I will be wrapping up MILF Manor on Patreon on Leap Day, which actually makes me feel good because I feel like we're packing it away and locking it on, on into a space that we can forget ever existed and the thing is in all actuality the next leap day we will probably not remember no i do not expect yeah. to remember i let me rephrase i hope to not remember yeah any of this but my brain loves to hang on to useless shit and disregard i might remember stuff that, that matters. exact moment yeah. Yeah. Of saying, uh, the next time it happens, we won't remember. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, great. We're still here. That. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, to all of you leaplings out there who celebrate your birthday on February 29th, happy early birthday. Happy like fourth birthday, even though. Yeah. You four. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, leapling. I also saw. Uh, uh, leapers, which reminded me of lepers, which cracked me up. <laughs> eh. Also, yeah. wasn't there that movie Leap? Or like, uh, there was an animated through? movie called Leap. Oh, you're thinking of Looper. Loop. Never mind. Yeah. Jumper. Yeah. Looper. 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 Huh. For sure. I thought there was a jumping element to it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. I right, leaplings, leaplings, Leap little baby leaplings. Um, leaplings. Who sounds sound off? Like little froglet. Yeah, this is a leapling. Y'all pop off in the coven. Is it your birthday on the 29th? Are you a leapling baby? Yeah. How old are you versus how old are you? Yeah, 
Yeah, it's a. Uh, I I didn't write it down. There's a lot of stuff that I don't know why I didn't take down that I just am remembering. But it's like it was like one out of every seventeen hundred kids I think is born on a leap. It's not that common mm. born on mm. a leap year. So y'all are out there. Wow, I know it now. Could you possibly try to schedule the birth for this? Like, if you were, uh, like, scheduling, if you were sitting down with, like, your OB or whatever, and you're like, okay, I need to schedule a C-section or an induction, and we're, you're, like, looking at your week, uh, you know, when you're going to be free, and the doctor's like, in this time period, could you be like... I would could, want I mean, to. Because like, I would 100% do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think unless I would all want you to. leaplings come out and say that you hate it, are we in Pisces season yet? I think because that would be fun—a little Pisces leapling. What is it? It's February. Yes, twenty ninth uh, is February nineteenth. It looks like okay, so end. it'll be it'll be Pisces season. So yeah, February twentieth. So it already is Pisces season. Okay. There you go. Cool. Yeah. So if you induce on the 29th, it'll not only be a leap league. So I guess all leaplings are Pisces. That makes up all the sense in the world. That 100% makes sense. It was so hard for me to get there. It was, I don't know why that was so hard for me to put together. But yeah, I guess it would have to work like that. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking. I was like, oh, this year it's cool because it's going to yeah. be like, yeah, I guess it's, it's not going to change. Oh. Um, yeah, anyway, that makes sense for you guys. That's all I have. I'm done. Well, with that, I am also done. Um, and I am appreciative of your hard work that you've put into this episode. Uh, I think it, it was a delight. Do you care about Leap Day more? I, you know what? I do. I don't actually think it's bullshit anymore. And listen, when I said it was bullshit, it was more from like a because you know science science nerds are making their fake time calendars wow just let me wow. live in the woods and let the sun be my clock you know wow. like that is my attitude yeah 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 um, yeah yeah <laughs> but no i i i quite i enjoyed I'm it glad. uh i think it was was it the unbreakable kimmy schmidt or maybe it was 30 rock i'm thinking along those kind of lines of shows there was one that they had an episode called like leap year leap day and uh it was viewed as like this as like a magic holiday it was like a it was just the whole thing was about like oh this is your extra time to you know uh as i'm saying that out loud it, I, it also could have been a cheesy uh like lifetime movie so who knows anyway uh i want to listen here uh my stomach can't handle trying to come up with some elaborate bean pun for this so i'm just gonna because beans and the i just it i'm already listen we're gonna i've got a rev, i've got hot review soup and we're gonna <laughs> roll the hot review soup footage this is from miss molly may cute entitled what a delight which i think molly may was the name of jim girl from the episode of uh or from the season cute. of love Island i like the name molly I, th yeah. I think it was molly may 
Molly Mae says, what a delight. I found this podcast a couple of months ago, and oh, how I've laughed. Very helpful, informative, and lovely to see how you've grown in confidence. 70 episodes in, and thrilled I still have loads left to binge. Yeah, there's a lot more left. Listen, the fact that they said I have loads left to binge, loads is not a term we typically use in America to mean lots of, like... You know what I mean? Like, some, like mm-hmm. over there, I feel like they'll say heaps. Like, oh, heaps of something or loads of something, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to pretend that this is from the UK and this is indeed that this Molly is May. This is Molly from Love Island. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Married and or engaged to Tommy Fury of Love Fury. Island. Fury. Yes. Great. I Listen, I go with you in accepting that. Um, okay. We still have a print. That is available. It's how long is that available till? It is available. I think I made it available until the uh, 28th. I'm pretty Mm. sure. Mm. Um, I hope I did. I don't know. Look at the website. Maybe it's not the 28th. And maybe you need to go look and make sure it's not set for the 21st. And it's gone forever today. Mm. Huh? You don't know? Huh? Maybe it's leap year. Maybe. Maybe it's maybe so leap day. Maybe it's Maybelline. WBAH print shop, give the print a look. Once it closes, gone forever. It's a beautiful, beautiful elk baby. Uh, it's not a baby. It's a big boy, but it's got a baby bunny in its horns, and it's cute. Get you that raffle ticket. Get you that raffle ticket. You, you guys have been going Get pretty hard for the raffle ticket. Get that raffle ticket. And uh, anyway, so there's all of that. And then there's the rest of the stuff like Patreon, um, where we do stuff. This is filmed right now for Patreon. Penultimate episode of SimpCap tomorrow? Or Oh, of- thank God. Yes. Getting done with MILF Manor. Can't wait to leave these people like in the dust. It's going to be uh, a wild episode. It is. We're it is. some ex-partners. Uh, there might be people leaving the villa, which, I want good God, to, don't I hope so. I, I hope so. I know that Kim watched it and uh, she texted me and was just like, I can't wait for y'all to do the next episode. It's just like, oh, no. And uh, that's you. You're our showrunner uh, this next yeah, week. I so know. My sto- listen, I'm if excited. I, my stomach didn't already hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Damn. All right, All right, y'all. I think we'll we're backing out of the room. Yeah. Good. We're yeah, moving. we're slapping our knees going, well. Well, uh, so goodbye everybody. Enjoy your week. Come uh hang out with all the milfs at the manor with us tomorrow. Mm. You made. We need an update. You did. You in fact made oh. that hot Oh, hot tuna cast. Oh, I made that tuna noodle casserole. Mm. I made it last night, dude. Um, and it, it ripped. Listen, it, yeah. uh, it was really good. And Hunter had never really had a proper tuna noodle cast before. So I spent a little extra time and made it right. You know, I grated up some cheese. I had a little bit of, I had like a three grated cheese blend in there, man. I melted some butter as like the yeah. base of it all. And like, I did include though the, 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 can- the cream, the cream of soup. You know, I had that. Yeah. I did cream of chicken because it's what I had. But I also made yeah. like kind of a roux at the same time. Put them peas in there. I put them peas in there. And it was great, dude. You can't not I, have the peas. I, I topped you it in panko. Stupid. I topped it in panko and shredded cheese after mixing some of that grated cheese on in there. It was phenomenal. So good, dude. It's great. 
I was sent off to bed sweetly after that. Like it, I slept like a rock last night. Reeking of hot tuna cast. Oh God, man, so great. Mm. So uh, mm. that was that was that was my tuna noodle cast. And listen, if you didn't Good. do it, do it. And if you haven't seen that thread that everybody did in the coven of all the individual, <laughs> very fascinating to see the range of recipe uh, for tuna noodle casserole. Yeah. There's Very some, like, interesting. gourmet options, and yeah. there's some, like, down-home options, and I'm loving yeah. all of them. Yeah, I'm, I really appreciate the spectrum that is tuna noodle casserole. Um, anyway, that's it. That's yeah. all. I gotta get out of here. I gotta go lay down. Goodbye. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.